Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So I'm going to be real honest with you, listeners and Samantha. Oh, okay. I have been putting this one off for a long time. Yes. I've wanted to talk about it for a long time, but I'm nervous to talk about it. I think we should talk about it, though, because it's about problematic insults, but one of the reasons I really don't want to talk about it, but I feel like we've got to talk about it, is because Trump, and I hate that guy, <laughs> and I hate talking about him, and it, it, like, I lied awake at night thinking about this, and just thinking, like, oh, no, oh, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, <laughs> but we're going to do it. Okay, and I just want to know, like, if it's not obvious, please know I am not ever defending him, ever, never, no, but I just think that a lot of the insults I see used against him while maybe very, very satisfying, are extremely problematic. It's true. Yeah, so we're just going to talk about that for a minute. Also, another note, I understand there's a history of racist, homophobic, ableist, and sexist slurs and insults that are horrifically problematic. That's not what we're really talking about. Because um, I feel like that stuff is, people do it because they're terrible, but it's more like we all, a lot of us are like, that's terrible, don't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about more of the mainstream popular stuff we see. Like, right. from comedians, talk show hosts, like, everybody. Um, about, about... This was just the most high-profile thing I could think of. Um, I just wanted to talk about it, because I think a lot of us do hate this guy, and for very good reason, but the way that people are using... The insults they're using around him are damaging other people. Right. There's yeah. a social responsibility as someone who can have commentary about not liking or disliking any specific things, policies, politics, all of that, attitudes, actions, that we really don't have to do where we're damaging other people who also dislike this person. Like, that's a thing, and we should be right. very cognizant of that in general. Yeah, yeah. And, and so one of the big ones I've seen are physical insults. Um, in particular, fat phobia. And again, I know it's it's hard because it bothers him. 
and you want to bother him. But the message is that being fat or overweight is bad. Right. And that's not a good message. Right. And a lot of people are taking that in and hearing people laugh about it, hearing it used in this way where it's an insult, and picking that up. Right. And seeing that, yeah, we're laughing about it. So that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) This is so, like, because I agree it's not good, but I just hate this guy so much. It's so like, oh. Right. But it shouldn't be, like, that shouldn't be an insult. And in general, I get physical insults make me uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. And, and and we've talked about, I mean, it is definitely also a double standard when, because this gets used against women all the time, uh, physical insults. All, like, that's probably people's go-to. I just think because this is a public figure that people hate so much, they're sort of forgetting that it doesn't stop just because you hate that person. That's still a harmful right. narrative. Yeah. And, you know, I think the problem with this is, as you were saying, this is something that gets under his skin, so therefore people really want to use a personal blow because we know at least it's going to bother him, as well as the fact that oftentimes your reaction, especially because people like him with his uh, tactics in general, go for the low blow, and so we meet him there. As well, mm-hmm. and and I've talked about it before with like TikTok stars who use this tactic too, and I'm like, yeah, finally for me, it's both of those things. I'm like, finally, you're going after them for what they're doing, you're meeting them to their standards, but it shouldn't have to be that way. There's a lot of conversation back and forth because I have an internal conflict with that as well because I'm like, I'm not skinny, and I've definitely been called chunky like in many ways, and it hurts my feelings a whole lot. Like for the longest time, because I saw that narrative as so like a negative that I it would hurt my feelings. Even now, I'm very self conscious of it, even though I've become more aware of myself and more confident in myself. And I'm like, you know what? I don't love this necessarily because I've been taught I shouldn't love this, but at the same time, I have to weigh that to the fact that I'm actually happy and he- healthy. Like I've gone to the Mm -hmm. doctor and I'm still fine. So I'm like, so what is this? But having to change your mindset and all together is also this whole conversation we're having in that this is not the route we should be going, but it's easy one to take, especially when they're the ones that seem to be doing it first and you really want to go after it. You really do. And it's easy to do. But Mm -hmm. also, I think most people are smart enough to see that the truth in itself it's right. sort of an insult. Like, there's factual things that we can insult. Like, not, necess- not yes. necessarily about body and image and all that. Just, like, the things that he has said, the things that he is doing, the things that we are like, what, are, what is wrong with you? His own, like, past history. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there's plenty to choose from there. Um, but I am glad you brought that up because uh, there has been a reclaiming of, of words like fat. Um, and so I think that's important to mention, too. But it is... I feel like a lot of people using it are not using it in that way. They oh, are no. using it because they think it is an insult and it is bad. Right. It's definitely used as it's weaponized for sure. And it's according to who it's coming from. Again, I don't think there's a lot of people who are going to tell you that they're fine with that word fat or uh, overweight or obese or any of those things. But in the end, it's not really ours to claim when we're talking about other people. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. 
Yes. Yes, absolutely. And there, another double standard I want to talk about this, and this was actually what inspired this, which is going to show you how long I put off this episode, <laughs> was when we were talking about strategic incompetence. But even before that, when we were talking about um, kind of the stereotypical sitcom hetero relationship of a fat man with a thin woman and how that sends a message as well in terms of like one of these is more acceptable and less sad. Um, so like basically the, the message there is a fat woman is sadder than a fat man. Right. And more acceptable, a fat man is more acceptable than a fat woman. So that's also something we have to think about when we're using these and who it's impacting, these insults, who it's impacting. And that makes me really angry just to type it and just to say it. Um, but that is, I mean, that's what we talked about. You never, it's almost always that dynamic. Right. Um, I mean, that's even taught in specific cultures, Christian culture. I've talked about it before uh, with a famous author, Elizabeth Elliot, who was a big Christian author who was talking about purity, essentially, um, and has a, like, she has sold millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of uh, copies. I think she's gone now, but that was one of her things was like, if you want to keep your man happy, you should be thin. Um, and if you're not doing that, you are not fulfilling your wifely duties. Like this level of standard that really pushed into uh, Christian women that there was a perfection level and your weight and your body and your sex drive, all the things that are so pushed against us to the detriment of women's uh, self-esteem and worth. Like their worth is based on if they can please their husband and these are the things that pleases the husband. But there's no narrative for the man except to be a leader which is right. a misogynistic ideal in any way. It brings a lot of violence out. But yeah. that's that conversation is at this level that is like ingrained into so many women who really feel like this is their godly slash just duty in general. Right. Yeah, that's something we've talked about a lot about how religion and particularly Christian religion here and morality got all tied up with weight for women. Um, and we still see that um, something else I wanted to mention is uh, ableism, which, again, like, I never want to make it sound as we're talking about this as a feminist podcast. We get a lot of terrible insults and a lot of problematic insults. <laughs> right. Like, and that's part of the problem is that, like, Trump is ableist. He's shown it, said it, done it. And beyond. And beyond. Like, terrible. And... He is a terrible person. But I've seen people use ableist language to insult him. Right, right. Um, Which is really insulting to those people who are in the disabled community who have done so much good uh, mm -hmm. and have continued to do so good. And yeah, again, it's just that negative, really harmful. And we mean harmful as in causing violence against these communities. We are being literal when we say harmful, not just uh, metaphorically. Oh, it hurt yeah. my feelings. No, it's getting people killed. And this ableist trope is absolutely it. Uh, with as well as everything else, but... I feel like, yeah, it kind of brought on this whole, like, shining light because he was, for better or for worse, like, very open about his ableism, very open about his racism, very open about his classism and sexism. Like, this is not hiding it one bit. And it was. It, it, it brings harm, physical 
violent harm onto these communities, and we have to be aware of that. And ableism was one of the biggest up there because he used it for all the things. Like, he used that language in so many ways. He used that language to uh, actually go after a disabled uh, journalist. He uses a language in general when he just didn't like someone. He called his constituents that way, to, like, talking about their intelligence. And then he uh, went after his own co-workers, other politicians, those who were supposed to be on his side. Like, he went after them and used absolute ableist language when he could think of nothing else. Because if they were uh, known as a cis-hetero white man, he had nothing else but to make up things and using ableist language. Right. Yeah, yeah. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. And, and something else, oof, you, you just opened like more doors for me. This is, <laughs> gosh. Because um, there's also, I, I get uncomfortable when I see people making fun of Melania's accents. and. In general, a lot of women in Trump's orbit who, again, I do not like. I don't like what they've done. Yeah. I get it, but we're using stuff that's harmful to other people. So I've seen a lot of, like, sexism. Right. About what, like, her past. Um, Stormy Daniels, there's a lot of sexism. And this is coming from, like, people who are, you know, liberal or democratic. Right. They're making fun. Every side. Exactly. Exactly. And so I just, oh, gosh, this is so hard to talk about because I'm just, like, I know it's because they use this stuff and they use it against like people like you and I. Right. But it's not right for us to use it in response, even though they deserve to be punished and they're not getting punished. They deserve to be called out. 
and they get called out and nothing happens. Like, right. That's the thing. It's like we don't want to continue to perpetuate the negativity they have spurned upon us. And I say they, I mean those who want to continue in the supremacy. Um, don't get me wrong. Like I absolutely hate my voice. So when people criticize my voice, okay. But I also want to be like, you know, this is a language thing, right? You know, I spoke right. Korean until I was eight, learned a completely different accent, and trying to like adapt is a whole hard thing. Also, like big ups to everybody who was in this industry who are actual voice actors. That takes talent. And I'm not there yet. That's a whole different conversation. But yeah, I'm not going to tell you you're being uh, racist or that you're being uh, prejudiced without knowing that you're being prejudiced because that seems like a stretch. But you need to understand why my voice and my speech sound like this. As the person on this end, I hate it too. <laughs> I hate my voice also. So, you know, it only feeds into that. But yeah, absolutely goes into that same narrative of... I do not love that Melania is sitting here and elevating Trump as if he is the savior of a country. But, and yes, there are many faults with that, but to attack her if she was involved in sex work, that's not something we need to do. Uh, To attack her because she has an accent that is not U.S. And by the way, the U.S. does not have one concrete accent. As we all know, there's different dialects, as well as the fact that the U.S. is made up of many cultures that came, it's a young country still, that's come together. And this is that narrative they want to feed it. You should just sound one way. We don't want to add to that. We don't want to add to that. I know it's hard going that higher road, quote unquote. And I'm angry about that because it doesn't feel like it's getting anywhere. It feels like the people that we have pushed to put in to fight for us are too polite to a certain extent. But there's a difference in doing it correctly and in doing it in a way that's not beneficial and only looking out for yourself. Yes. Yes. Because as you said, like there's plenty of other stuff to go after. Right. And that's Plenty. actually factual. That has gone down. Like if we want to talk about Trump and his policies and how they, he literally gutted policies that to protect women, let's talk about that. He literally gutted uh, to uh, protect marginalized communities. Let's go after that. If we want to talk about the fact that he has opened up the platform for supremacists to come out and be proud Let's talk about that because that in itself is bad. I know not everybody agrees with that or people <laughs> have conspiracy theories, but we can talk about that in their cells. Again, there are moments that I want to take the low road as well, especially when it comes to sexist men and calling yes. out their high uh, standards that, that will never be met because they don't deserve those standards. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let the people who are good at it do it. But I think yeah. we need to be careful in on understanding what this can do mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, the larger picture and who it's actually hurting. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a great point, too, because I know there's the whole argument about, like, comedy and public figures and all of that, but I just think there's there's a way to do it that doesn't hurt a bunch of other people who've right. already been hurt. <laughs> Can we stop pretending like comedians should get a get out of jail card for this situation? Because no, just because they were allowed yeah. to get away with it doesn't mean we shouldn't be able to call it out. And those people who are like, you're ruining jokes, you need a better sense of humor because your sense of humor was based on racism, sexism, misogyny, and any of the other isms. Yeah, exactly. Could do, there's plenty of funny things. And like... Promise. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Like... Only murders in the building 
we watched it. There's some moments that I'm like, oh, could careful now. But like the slapstick comedy that Martin Short and Steve Martin have done from the past, they bring it back a little bit. And I'm like, this is hilarious. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yes. And they're legends. Yes. Uh, not currently a sponsor, but I am excited to check it out. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, I also get like... I get the knee-jerk wanting to, especially with evangelical voters who are like, oh, Trump. Uh, and, then, and then you were like, but look at what he's done. But that's still hurting. I get it, but it's hurting like the wrong people. I'm they, still trying to figure out what listen. they think that he's done other than they think they've saved babies. Oh, oh, well, just like trying to uh, point out he's had an affair. Like they're not going to change their mm. minds. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> yeah. Right. They're not going to change their mind and it's just hurting other people. Um and also like I've seen with Putin a lot of um homophobic rhetoric around him. So yeah, I I get I get I don't know. This is so I get it. I get it, but be careful. Like right. think about it and really think if you're adding to a toxic narrative already and I know it sucks cuz they do it but that doesn't mean we should do it. Right. I mean, uh, again, I'm going to come put this back to me because I'm that self-centered. The adoption trope that was happening with uh, the memes, that's a prime example. It's not as cute as you think it is, and I know who you think you're getting back at mm-hmm. is is that conservative group, but it's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, that's exactly exactly it. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad we <laughs> talked about this. I'm, I'm glad so, you brought it up. I hope you never, because I feel like if nothing else, we have to have a reality check of mm-hmm. where we are, where we're going, and uh, how our language affects people. Yes. Yes. And I don't want to, it's something that just, I would hear jokes and they would just like make me cringe. And I, mm-hmm. it was against somebody I hated, but I was still like, but it's not just against him. Right. Ultimately. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's been on my mind. I hope I hope we made this coherent and you're not like <laughs> outraged at us. Because if it's not clear, we don't like a lot of these people, any of these people we talked about. But um, we did need to talk about it. As always, if you would like to contact us, you can. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I'm never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I'm Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. 
This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.